Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. You're and busy. This is <laughs> <laughs> Guess who my guest is, you guys? <laughs> Loud um, mouth Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington, who is sort of busy herself, <laughs> given the fact that um, you support many, many, many causes and you um, act fabulously on a fine television program. I try. And you design clothes and I handbags. I do, I do. You're also a mother. Yes, and a of wife. two children. Yes, yes, my dog. One is four-legged and one is human. <laughs> And um, you're also a wife, and you also um, are just kind of generally amazing. Well, that's not true, but it's kind of you to say. It's true. So, and we're here for the Shondaland Revealed podcast together. Represent. And we're super, super excited about that because yeah. this goes back to the beginning where I think you were probably one of the poor first <laughs> one of the lucky people, first. the lucky few, the who blessed, first graced, yes. graced this, this difficultly audio stage. <laughs> but you thank you so much for joining us, given how amazingly busy you are. And, mm. and thank I just want to me so busy. Oh, <laughs> I think you've managed to handle that quite Some well. Some of yourself. it I did on my own. <laughs> there's an actually there's a beautiful, beautiful ad for Movado of you, mm. and I was reading one of the fine million magazines that I get in my home. <laughs> How fun! Because funny about paper, we still use it in our house. We have a tiny house, so we justify our carbon footprint on the Excellent. fact that we have a smaller house. So we're like, yeah. we're buying magazines. Beautiful. And there's a, such a gorgeous picture of you in white with a watch, which is mm. one of my favorite things anyway, That's is human so watches. Well, well, yeah, I love that you own the Olivia Pope Thank you very Movado, much, uh, Carrie Washington, who uh, <laughs> was kind and gracious enough, which I wear on a constant basis. Um, but you look so great in that ad. It's oh, like you look okay. great in every ad, but you look so sort of like cozy and it's all fine and I've got a watch and I'm wearing white. <laughs> but I'm not the same kind of white that I'm wearing. It's a different white because it's white jeans. It's white jeans. <laughs> Which is super, it's super cash. awesome. And today you are wearing um, blue jeans, not white I am. jeans. I am. And you're standing up to cancer, according to your t-shirt, t-shirt yes. which is awesome, which yeah. is what we all should be doing. And I'm loving the, the sneaks. I know. I'm such, on my days off, I'm such a sneaker girl. That's where my Bronx lives, is in my, my vast <laughs> sneaker collection. <laughs> it's well true. done. Thank you. I, of course, am dressed like a turkey. <laughs> Because um, it is the season to be dressed like a turkey. So. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Much to be grateful exactly. for. Exactly. Which is coming up and is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're here to talk about the winter finales, which I'm just going to say I think are oddly named, mm-hmm. given the fact that it is fall. People stress out about them a lot, too, because they're like, finale, it's over. I know. I feel but like it should be back. like the winter cliffhanger or the fall yes. break. Fall break or something. Yes, The I expectation is very high. And I have gotten a lot of response from people who are literally like, are you off the air now? No, and that's no, we're coming back. Ever. It's we just are a little break back. for it's the holidays. For the holidays. So you can focus on your family. Your family and... Your loved ones. Your food groups. And yes. not spending all your time... 10 o'clock figuring out how they're getting away with murder and at 9 o'clock solving people's problems and at 8 o'clock saving lives. The one show I think where I'm sort of going, well, they're they're clearly doing doing good good work. (laughs) For you guys who've seen the other two shows, um, all I'm going to say is, wow, right? And for you guys who haven't seen the shows, I'm going to say, wow, right? Uh, I can't um, wait. Amazing kind of ending for Grey's Anatomy, and I'm really worried about a couple of our characters because I think there's some crucial decisions that are being made, and it's always interesting to watch when a long-term couple goes through problems Mm. on a couple of different fronts, Mm. and and how to get away with murder. What the heck is that ending? (laughs) What does that even mean? Uh I mean... We watched the whole murder night, but what the heck is that last five seconds? I mean, 
I know, but I'm still saying what the heck is that last five seconds. <laughs> Shondaland loves those last five the seconds. The last five seconds, it was probably technically like 25 on murder, but the last five really freaked me out. Oh, wow. But this one, I'm sorry you disappeared at the end of this episode. I know, it's pretty tragic. <laughs> Because Somebody I personally wanted to see what happened me. on the piano. Somebody, <laughs> that, it was a I lot was of setup for that. That was a lot of setup. Um, somebody turned to me at the table read and said, "Did you quit?" And I didn't know. <laughs> like, are you are you leaving the show? And <laughs> no, nobody. You didn't tell anybody because that's how it feels. It's it does, like, right? What in the world? But and that was. I feel like what's really interesting about last season's finale and now this season's named winter finale is where in the world is Olivia Pope Again. seems to kin you to like what happened to Olivia Pope yeah and poor Jake oh I mean this is his job it's pretty uh yeah to protect people he strips down to his skivvies yeah he runs into he's, the other room to make you more comfortable naked by the way ladies and gentlemen if you haven't seen the episode and you're listening <laughs> to this tune in there's incentive <laughs> It's, it's, it's kind of far. I mean, it's everyone's worst nightmare, He's I so think, He's so vulnerable. You. He's so vulnerable. Oh, without With a doubt. With all that, just the wine on the couch. The wine on the couch, such which is... such a great image. It's such a good image. And I think I speak for a lot of people in America was, I'd leapt at the screen. Mm with a wet towel because I was worried about Olivia but then I also was worried about Olivia's couch which yeah. is probably an odd thing. I probably shouldn't have been but you're but such a good house sleeper as, as, as Olivia. It is so, wine and yeah. just for you guys if that happens at your home what I recommend um, I recommend sparkling water Oh, and you should actually blot it first with paper towel and then dose it with sparkling water and then blot it again. Do you think that's what Jake do does? Like after he I'm runs really, after really Olivia I'm hoping that Huck does back. that. I'm hoping that Huck comes back I feel like another, Abby, that's an Abby That's move. an Abby Abby move. comes over and she's like, oh my God, where's the Pellegrino? She's, yeah, <laughs> there's got to be some in the fridge next to the Getty's burgers. Yeah, it must yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. But this like overall, I think, for Olivia is one of the most intense episodes certainly I've seen because it's really talking about having to walk away and being devastated by both parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the most intensely there are two intense crazy ball scenes. There are, every scene in this show is crazy balls. But the scene where you walk into your apartment and your father is going to the record collection mm -hmm. is kind of one of the most insanely intense things I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, it was really intense. I Full disclosure for everybody listening, I have not watched the episode yet, which is true to form, Carrie, because I try to not watch them to the last minute because I have a really hard time watching myself. But I... Can you guys believe that? <laughs> I, can't believe I usually that. wind up rocking in a corner I'll, like I'll a crazy like person. <laughs> Carrie is fetal about this stuff because I'm like, oh my God. I think I would, I would have the TV on constantly going... Look, that's amazing. That's such a pretty outfit. <laughs> no, I do. I have a hard time because I, you know, I think we're all such perfectionists. But, and I watch mostly because of our fans. I watch so that I can live tweet. So mm -hmm. thank God you guys have helped me to be a little bit better about it. But anyway, that scene to shoot was so tremendous. It was terrifying and exciting. And I love working with Joe. And I feel like our dynamics have slowly been shifting this season. You know, last season. Season, I really sat around and listened to him lecture me a lot in this from a place of like every time I was with him I became little girl Olivia the way we do with our parents you know how we kind of regress when we're around them and 
I feel like Olivia has been fighting in all these episodes to try to get back to who she is as an adult when totally. she's with them, her both of her parents, especially her dad. And so that for me is a lot of what this scene was. Like, how can I destroy this little scared version of me and be a grown-up? How can I free myself from this man who keeps making me regress? And it's such an extreme choice that Olivia makes to try to liberate herself from him. And then to realize that even though she's made that very, very terrifyingly courageous decision, it's a false decision. Because even in that moment, he's taken her power away. He's taken her power away. And as is always with Papa Pope, he's testing you. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like the mm -hmm. hardest thing about the relationship with both parents for Olivia Pope is she can't trust them. And they're always testing her loyalty. Yeah. And with the scene mm. with Mama Pope actually out of the hole, but mm -hmm. hole adjacent, I would say. <laughs> we all sort of commented on this when I saw it. You walk in and there's so much of your father in you in yeah. that scene. Uh -huh. And which she sort of notes, but that what's really interesting about Olivia in this episode in good ways is I feel like you've figured out ways to incorporate the authority and the gravitas of your dad without the unbridled narcissistic and megalomaniacal ambition. Right. It's a really full, it's like over the part of the season, I feel like there's been almost a full integration of the constructive things about Rowan. It's been really fun for me because when Joe first joined the show, he went back and watched all of the episodes, which I couldn't believe that he hadn't already, Jesus. but I mean, he uh -huh. said apparently What's there were geez. a couple that he had missed. Whoa. The nerve. I don't know what he was um, doing. <laughs> with his time. Theater or something. Yeah, exactly. Know. Being Working? brilliant somewhere else. I don't know. Um, but he went back and watched all of them and he tried to pick up some isms of mine to embody so that you could see where Olivia comes from. So some of my physicalities, he sort of stole them and incorporated them into his character. And then I feel like I tried to kind of return the favor this season. He's and so try to, to take some of the way that he does things and incorporate it into myself to empower myself, but without the evil. You know, you guys, over the break, while, you know, you're hopefully spending time with the people you care about and thinking about the less fortunate. Volunteering somewhere. Volunteering yeah. somewhere and hopefully relaxing. What's really fun is go back and watch episodes a season because I have been noting over the past episodes these places where you so have embodied mm -hmm. aspects of him. Yeah. And it's sort of a fun game to play. My husband and I sit <laughs> at night with, with flagons of beverages. <laughs> possibly red <laughs> and we sit and we watch and it's actually a really fun game i've tried watching to even the... watch the pat like embody some of the patterns of how he speaks yes. and the timber of oh, how totally. he speaks and the rhythm of how he speaks to really try to bring some of that in and to try to dismiss the speechifying to to try to not let it get to me all of that has been really fun in as i'm looking for ways that olivia can empower herself in the face of this fierce, fierce man. And then a similar thing with my mom. I mean, working with Count Candy Alexander is so tremendous. And when she joined the show, there's something so gritty and street about how Candy plays that role. Totally and, I, and what I love about that is that you don't assume that that's where Olivia comes from because she has all of her father's refinement and training and diction and you know all of oh, that. that fancy school he sent that's you right, to. That's right, that's right and learning how to be a person of the world and assimilate in all the best ways the way my father taught me how to be able to walk into any room but underneath it to also once I met Candy 
I had met Candy a long time ago and I love Candy, I worship her. I mean, I think her work on The Corner is some of the best work ever filmed anywhere. Candy's um, just... Yeah, she's tremendous. And But to see how she's playing this role, I thought, okay, this gives me more permission to look for those edgy street moments in Olivia. Like when does Olivia show, not her original zip code, but her mother's original zip sure. code. Like when does she have that come through? And so looking for those places has been really fun too. I found that scene to be riveting. And I think there is something, there's always been something incredibly interesting and incongruous about your mom and that you know your mom had to pose as something when she was with your mm -hmm, dad. Mm -hmm. And then she disappeared and she was super hardcore and she could slip in and out of it. In the episodes from last season, she sort of slipped in and out mm -hmm. of it. And there was something so incongruous about this woman in like these beautiful clothes, which as you all remember, if you've heard the podcast from last season, she picks and chooses what she does now, Candy. Uh -huh. She doesn't do everything. She Part of the reason I think she really, really wanted to be on the show is she really liked the outfits. Uh-huh. And she was very honest about that. Uh -huh. She was like, I love the show, but the clothes. The clothes are unbelievable. <laughs> so, um, now she I, can go to the limited, which go, is amazing. Which is incredible and find some phenomenal fashions that we all love. Um, the, the incongruity and especially like in this episode, she is so street. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's so sort of like, oh, just be real. Yeah. Like in my bare like bones, drop, if you put me in a cell in a hole, this is what's poop. left is I'm just street. I'm just this girl. I'm like this chick from around the way who's going to tell you the truth. And when she realizes that you're not going to say her, she drops the act. Yeah. Which yeah. is also just really intense and interesting. The other thing that I just found to me, this is the episode where Olivia Pope drives down different turnpikes of how different people handle situations mm. and comes out herself, right? Mm -hmm. But you channel Cyrus Bean in this episode too. Yeah, so fun. Right? That was so fun. You did the most amazing <laughs> Jeff Perry. I had so much fun. Well, I really, I thought when I was working on the scene at home and really, you know, sort of breaking down the scene and thinking about it, and we actually had one night because this was the first day of shooting the episode. So we got that scene the day before at we the did. table. You read, guys sometimes and the stuff very comes next out a day. Bit late, but, mm -hmm. but with so the best exciting. Yep. So it was my first, I think it was the first scene that I shot with Tony for the episode. So also I had to like behave, which I don't like doing when Tony's directing. Yeah, you guys. I hate that. I hate on, that. I like to give him a lot of crap. Jeez but um so anyway, when I was thinking about it at home, I thought, what if I took this line about I'm gonna talk to you the way the Cyrus Bean I know would talk to you? What if I took that literally and played with it in the behavior of the scene? And it was really fun. You did everything with Jeff have a heart is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to spit in his face a little bit because he always is spitting He's in everybody's spitting like, face. Oh my god, it's just a rainstorm. <laughs> always. Just a full <laughs> but once again, I felt like the patois, the Cyrus sort of, the tonality, the rhythm, the whole, it was really interesting. You just slipped it on and it worked like a charm. Because by the way, I thought that was a genius solution. <laughs> For him to be able to sort of see himself, he had to see himself, a version of himself. Exactly. It's so funny too, because I think it's part of why Olivia is such a great fixer. But it's also a little bit of part of just the identity of being a successful African-American person in the world is yep. that you learn this double consciousness. You learn how to be a lot of different people in a lot of different places when you're with your family. You know, you can tell when I get off the phone with my cousins from the Bronx because I sound like I'm from the Bronx. And you can tell when I'm doing a podcast with Betsy Beers because I don't. Um, and so you <laughs> Although that of, would be a whole podcast in It itself. would be really fun. We should bring one day, relatives in. One day, I think Tom, yeah, Tom was directing. One day I did the entire press like speaking to the press from the podium so it was season one or two as Bronx Carrie instead of as Olivia Pope and it was really fun but yeah so I think I look for ways with the character to do that too because for Olivia to be able to be 
who she is in the world, she has been able to perform her identity as a black woman in a lot of different ways, depending on who she's with and when and how. You know, I think that's such a smart point and really well put in that there's an especial, I think there's a special emphasis on having to be an all-terrain vehicle as a yeah. black woman oh, yeah. and as a woman. I mean, yeah, I think even more right. expansively, right. universally, we're all taught relatively early on that we have to adopt mm -hmm. the what's around us in order to make people feel comfortable with uh -huh. us so that we, instead of determining what our environment is, That's right. we have to adapt to the environment and transform it's it. It's very female. It's super and to, female. to use it, to be able to not be a victim of it, but to use it to your benefit is uniquely female in a way, I think. Well, and you say that to Papa Pope when mm -hmm. he says, like, what are you doing? Basically, you trashy whore while you're swimming. That's, by that's the way, right. not what anybody wrote. <laughs> but that's, that's my own interpretation of it. This is a little bit like Kean Peel when Luther speaks for <laughs> that's Obama. Right, that's right. Apparently, I'm like that terrible person's <laughs> what like, are you, doing, you, you trashy whore. whore. That would be if Olivia was in a scene with Melly. <laughs> no, it's totally true. That's, that's totally, totally true. But he, 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 he he excoriates you, yeah. you're swimming along, he uh -huh. excoriates you, and you turn to him and say, Dad, I have weapons that you will never possess. And yeah, some of them are anatomical. <laughs> some of them are anatomical, and some of them are attitudinal, because it's quite something attitudinally. I'm not sure that that's totally a word, but, but attitudinally. I love it. It's a good word, right? It's a great word. Um, attitudinally, I feel like it is something yeah. that we all figure out ways mm -hmm. to utilize. Mm -hmm. So it's this sort of specter that I don't think, getting to a point where you ever feel that you can be totally you, and so much of this job is about becoming the person that you're That's working right. for. Be stepping into somebody else's shoes, stepping into somebody else's world, helping them navigate their world. So you have to be a chameleon, psychologically, emotionally, physically, to the best of your ability. That's, I think, why she's so well-versed in clothes, because she understands how physically clothes can help you transform into who you need to be perceived as. And it's why she dresses the way she does. It's not just that she loves fashion, it's that she understands when you walk in a room, dress the way Olivia Pope walks in a room, you take control because everybody in that room either wants to look like you or wants to go home with you. That's nice. her goal. I don't well, think it's true all the time, but. Speaking to that, you look at the end of this episode, and the end of this episode, <laughs> Olivia Pope is in a little black, just yeah. casual pair of jammies. Like, jammies and Silky jammies and a sweater. And you look at that and you say, this has been an episode in which you finally come to the conclusion that the main thing is that you are you, yeah. and you don't know, you don't feel like you need to make a choice. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that Olivia Pope continues to get to be Olivia Pope. And That's if you right. don't want to dance with me, you don't have to dance with me. Yeah. And it goes both ways. That that is the most amazing growth yeah. for a television character in this period of time, given the fact that very often, as we all know in TV, growth spurts are very slow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's more like life. Yeah. And I feel like with so many cataclysmic and kind of massively emotional events going on somehow or another that you come to this conclusion that Olivia's come to this this place of health mm -hmm. with that beautiful dancing. God bless Scott Foley. <laughs> he and I were so nervous about the dancing. I want everybody to know, I told Betsy, I really don't drink, but we both considered drinking before that scene because we were so nervous, but we didn't. I just want to say that I do it's drink. It's a sober And I consider scene. drinking in front of their scene, but that doesn't make things any different for my life, so it's fine. 
but you know what? I would have too. I mean, I honestly feel it's like very it's very vulnerable. It very just, vulnerable. It's something about, and what you're doing is you're dancing alone in a place. It's not like dancing at a club on television. It's not like dancing at a wedding on television. It's not like dancing at the state dinner. That's right. You're supposed to be dancing alone, which means it's, it's the most free. vulnerable thing. That's right. It's that thing when you're a kid and you have a hairbrush and you're That's singing in front right. of the mirror. It's like, a private moment. It's a truly private moment. And those are the best gifts of acting when you get to have a private moment publicly and it feels real, that to me is one of the extraordinary experiences as an actor because that's everything. It's like I, I had to convince myself that I was having a private moment and forget that millions of people were going to be watching exactly, it. Exactly, either in present day or future <laughs> yes, time. Exactly. exactly. No, it's true. And I think you watch that scene and the moment where Jake looks and says, you know, basically that he loves you. You can feel like all of America looking, going like, I know I love you too, because look, you're dancing <laughs> and you're making it okay for me to actually go out into the world and say, I don't have to make a choice. Well, I love I don't that have too. to make a choice. Everybody says, everybody's always saying like, who are you going to choose? Who are you going to choose when I'm at the grocery store or on an airplane or on Twitter? People are always like, who is she going to choose? You have to choose. Who are you going to choose? And there's Team Jake and there's Team Fitz. And I love that I got to stand there and say, I'm on Team Olivia. Like that's the team I'm on. I'm on, I choose me. That's Do you hear that, you guys? so huge. That's the winning team. Yeah. The winning team is Team Olivia, which is super, super cool. Until and she gets kidnapped. Until she gets kidnapped. <laughs> and, and then, then she's kind of the losing team for a little bit. But she's still a winner. She's just lost. Let's call it like she's a, a rain team. day. It's a rain day it's at the baseball day. field. We've got rained out. But we, we're coming back after the winter hiatus. So the, the game is still happening. We're going to figure out exactly what happened. It's a rain delay in the ninth inning. It's just pretty, <laughs> it's pretty crazy balls. But I still think it's just, it's the most incredibly empowering terrific idea that yeah. remember when I moved out to Los Angeles it's like all my friends from New York said well, which do you choose do you choose New York or Los Angeles you're yeah. living you're moving to Los Angeles you must have chosen Los Angeles I am still from New York that's right I still have a potty mouth I'm an impatient <laughs> bitch I make people's you lives a really living fast. hell I walk really fast I talk really fast <laughs> I'm a hopeless like I, I say what I mean loyalty like comes hard but when it does I like a good bagel but a scooped one <laughs> Because they tend to be a little doughy for me, even in New York, it's where true. they make them. It's very they make true. them very well. Why do I have to? Why do I have to not have that be part of me? Right. And why can't I have all it, of me? Right. Mm -hmm. And you, sometimes choice, choice is great, but choice is also sometimes not true. Overrated. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I bet you're going to be surprised to know that our Twitter fans have some questions for oh, you. Oh, fancy that! I know, right? Um, How exciting! Always curious. Okay, so um, there are a lot of questions about a couple of things. One okay. would be, what would, do you have a favorite scene that you shot this season so far? Oh, um, favorite scene. It might be the dancing scene. I actually wrote Shonda after we shot that scene and said, I really needed that. Like, I didn't know how much Carrie needed to do that scene for Olivia. And part of it was for myself just to have that freedom of like, you know, I spent all last season kind of hiding behind purses and really stressed out <laughs> about my physicality. Yes. And so to now have this scene of like, it's like just all over the place. I don't have to hide. I don't have to be behind a big coat or a purse or Tony's leg or, you know, it's like- or a plant. Yes, exactly, or a stack of books. Um, <laughs> that it, it, there was such freedom for me as an artist and freedom in life for the character. So that that's probably been the most fun I've had. Oh, and I think that speaks to another thing, which is how has Olivia changed the most, do you think, since season one? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think since season one, 
um, Olivia has been really forced to deal with why she is who she is. She's been forced to really deal with her parents, her family of origin, and to really look at the ways that she's become who she is, both in her professional life and her private life, like what her parents, how her parents raised her that has that ha factors that have made her so successful and so broken. Um, and then she's had to face those demons head on and to oh, face yeah. them and to go really into the cave and say, I reject you, I don't need you, I'm gonna be my own person, I'm not gonna be mom and dad who you think you've made me, and I'm not gonna be Fitz and Jake who you think I have to be, I'm gonna be my own person on my own dance floor, is amazing. That's pretty cool. Annette Evelyn from Annie340 wants to know, we see a lot of Josie behind the scenes. <laughs> and I think this is kind of um, pointed. Will we ever see her guest starring on Scandal? Well, well there's an well, upcoming episode. Yeah. All I'm going to say is there's a dog in an upcoming episode, mm -hmm. and Josie wants to read for it. And Shonda has said that she can audition. It's written for a different kind of dog. But as I have never been limited by my physical appearance Correct. as a black woman, I don't think Josie should be limited as a shorty. So she's going out for it, even though it's written for a husky. I think, I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's a smart move. And I just I want to do a sidebar and say I normally am part of the dog casting because it's very important to me to be part of the dog casting. I would just like to throw a shout out to myself for Amanda Tanner's dog, season one. <laughs> that was a good dog. I think also probably... Um, there was a point where David Rosen had a dog for 10 minutes. There was. But I think he worked uh, too hard, and I think somebody actually had, had to take care of the dog for a while. There was another little dog, and Josie was pissed about that, because it was written as a little, little dog, dog. That's not and okay. she didn't get the role. I wasn't consulted on that. It so. was weird. And was she was say, in the pilot, by the way, and got pilot. cut out. She went, which she is was, every she was actor's park. nightmare. She was in the park on that bench scene, yep. that epic bench scene. That's, of where, like, um, that's where Amanda Tanner was walking that's her dog. That's right. That's right. So there was a whole dog rivalry going on anyway. And the fact that Amanda Tanner's dog made it in and Josie didn't, she really wants this husky role. I know she's not a husky, but she feels no, like her thing. bark is big. And I feel like you're going to work with her a little bit on I am. I'm gonna coach her, her volume. I'm going to coach her. And also on her physicality. We're going to do some like Alexander techniques so that her posture that would, that would is be more awesome. huskiest. That would be, that would be awesome. That yeah. she really, she brings the, her in, internal <laughs> her husky. Her inner husky. So she's Annette, we are method. all super, super dedicated to Josie actually being front and center. Um, <laughs> just so you guys know, we walked in. I saw Carrie today. So excited to see her. The first thing out of my mouth is, not how's your daughter, not how's her husband, but did you bring Josie? Which clearly comes from a woman with no children and a dog. Just, that's kind and of I sad. And I didn't bring her because she upstages me all the time when I'm with you. And I wanted you to pay attention to me for once in your life. Instead of constantly fawning on your poor dog. Um, Gabrielle Marie at Gabs Gabs wants to know, um, up, there's Gabs? been a lot more humor this season. What do you mm. think the funniest thing is we've seen so far? What, what have you found the funniest? Most of the really funny stuff happens after cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what's been the funniest? But I think, I think the Charlie and Quinn See, stuff is I was just really about funny. To say. Charlie and Quinn, they're, I, and Quinn in general, like this biting sense of humor that Katie Lowe's is bringing to this character and that the writers are writing for her is so good. Oh, yeah. So no, dark, totally. so good. Like, what was the episode when she was talking about something? She was like, so basically he makes it rain. I mean, she just says <laughs> stuff that you're like, what? Huh? What? I think it's funny, too, how that character, you look at Quinn... 
Quinn starts out as the wide-eyed one, mm -hmm. then Quinn becomes gigantically disillusioned, mm -hmm. then she gets kind of depressed, then she discovers her skill, then the weird thing happens with Huck, mm -hmm. and she's coming on the other side totally snarky. Yeah, which with I find like really sexy leather outfits, delightful. and I'm feeling it. Um, and I have to say the scene, the scene in this episode for me is one of the funniest things that I've seen in a really, really, really long time. <laughs> That, and I've got to say, the Bitsy Melly scene. Oh, Bitsy Melly. Those were brilliant. I mean, that, just... that character, Bitsy. Bitsy's oh, awesome. She's. Uh, there was somebody who tweeted, I can't remember who, but can Bitsy be the new gladiator at OPA? <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm completely in for that. We have no problem with that, you guys. We have no problem with that. I love that idea. Lynn wants to know, it's smiling. What's it like shooting with Portia de Rossi? Oh, we love Portia. Portia, it feels like Portia has always right? been a part of our cast. It just feels like, by the way, I love that so many of these Twitter questions are coming from our real, like our gladiator. These are gladiators These're I recognize because I'm like, oh, I mean, Gabs and Lynn, yeah. But I, yeah, Portia is amazing. She, it feels like she's been with us forever. She feels like family. She's great. She's the She's best so hair much, of so anybody much, on the show. By the way, which is super irritating. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, how do you come say, along for I a season? I kind of wanted and have to hate her on hair. site, and it turns out she might be one of the nicest people in She's the world. She's so sweet. She's sweet, but her hair is crazy balls amazing <laughs> and I see these pictures like she and Ellen post on Twitter when they're watching the show and I'm and like she still looks amazing she's, she still looks amazing she's all disheveled and I'm like how is this even possible it's, so it's just not fair I mean it's do you just... know all those equestrian you would know this but for our fans all those equestrian pictures of Portia riding a horse and stuff that was her horse we drove out to find no. her. I won't tell you where, because then somebody might show up there, and then we'd all get in trouble. But she has this beautiful horse that she rides, and she let us pho photograph her Which is on super her horse. Cool. Yeah. Um, on that point, um, Smiling also wants to know: Did you ever find a way to work the prop from the Ellen Show? I didn't. I sort of gave up once Tony won, and of course he won because he's such an overachiever. Yeah. By the way, what a there was like the ten worst. seconds after he was handed he's it. He's the worst. He was cramming it on a set. Tony I just, Goldwyn is the worst. He is the worst. I was too busy thinking about my craft as an actor and caring about the show, and he just is a slut for the Ellen Show. It's, it's Did like, you hear that, Tony Goldwyn? You're a slut for the Ellen Show. You're, you know, you're a, you're a total total <laughs> overachiever too. Yeah. You just want to do it all. You want to act. You want to direct. You, you want to place other props. Shows. You want to place. I just props also want to argue. Belong. Is that a union issue that he's I placed think, a prop. I actually think you should get in trouble from the props <laughs> union, Tony, and I'm going to call them and tell them. And I'm not at all bitter that I didn't win, that I would be treating my friend this way on a podcast. I was just upset that the shake weight didn't actually. Yeah, the shake. We've actually had the shake weight. We had a shake weight on our blooper we reel did last year. We had it. Yeah. It's a great blooper with, a with really Huck, good which is one. super, super awesome. Yeah. Maddie at Over a Cliff wants to know. Best what is, at ever Over a Cliff. Right? Yeah. Wants to know, what's your favorite Olivia Pope style? Oh. Seasons one, two, three, or four. Gosh, I love them all. I, I'm really liking what's happening right now a lot. I think just because I'm, I'm such a fan of fashion that I love that we're so on trend right now. And I love that, you know, it's funny, Lynn and I used to have to worry about whether the clothes we wanted were in the stores, like to tell the story we're trying to tell. And now we get to have a say because we're creating clothes with the limited that we're wearing on the show. So mm, you had, there's, that there, there's is a, really thrilling. There's a black and white the coat, oh, the coat from the prison like walk, right? Freaking oh, crazy. Oh, I love that man, coat. that coat is like We're fabulous. so proud of the line. You so, should be so proud I think of the line. This and it's doing so well. Yeah, thanks to our gladiators. So popular, sure. you guys, all getting to look, have that sharp, intense, together look that makes people 
realize you're in control and you walk into a room. That's right. Just sort of what's so great about it. What do you think Andrea Scandalicious wants to know <laughs> was the most surprising thing about the winter finale? The ending of the winter finale is, there's no way you will be able to guess. I, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, you, there's, you, you there could not none. possibly guess that that was happening. We certainly didn't. Absolutely not. Um, Kay wants to know at Kay the Brave, do you play any particular song in your head while doing the famous Olivia Pope strut? Oh, <laughs> no, but I do, I, it's interesting when I'm doing kind of the more vulnerable Olivia stuff, like the fit stuff and just the more vulnerable scenes, even with some of the gladiators, but the more relationship, interpersonal relationship stuff, I tend to listen to a lot of gospel music. And when I'm doing more of the, like Olivia Pope, badass fixer stuff, I tend to listen to more hip hop. You guys, that's such a good answer. <laughs> this is what's so irritating about Kerry Washington. All of her answers are really good. She's super smart. She's really fun to be around. And like, I can't say enough. It's really irritating. Final question for you, which is from Michelle F.O. 918. Okay. If all the characters or cast were contestants on Survivor, who Ooh. do you think would win? <laughs> Probably Huck. <laughs> I, I think Huck. Huck would win Survivor. But I think I, Kerry Washington, would win Amazing Race. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite competition reality show. And let me put it this way. I think if it was Project Runway, hands down, <laughs> yeah. you and Lynn Powell yeah, would yeah, win. Yeah, we would, we would win that for sure. I think top chef would be top Darby. Would be Dar oh yeah. Hands down would be Darby. Yeah. Whose line yes. is in any way would probably be Josh Molina. Yes, for sure. Although I've gotta say I think I think Scott Foley's Jake would probably give Huck a run for his money oh, for Survivor. Good call. Thank you so much for doing this and Thank taking the you. time. Thank you. So fun. This Always is so, so much fun. fun Thank you guys for all watching and for listening to this podcast and for listening to all the podcasts and for just doing anything having anything to do with our show. And by the way, Christmas is coming. Hanukkah's coming. Oh, yeah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa's coming. Mm -hmm. I, nothing says holiday season like the limited. I'm just going to say. <laughs> true, true. You know. True, true. There's so many great things there and I, nothing to do with it. I had nothing. I simply was amazed <laughs> when these guys were doing it. But I'm going to say I have a fabulous cape that I'm super looking forward to wearing over it's the holidays. It's good holiday wear. It's really good sure. holiday wear. It's like the, the outerwear, sure. especially for me, is just mm, such yeah, a sweet spot. Yeah, if you're wondering what to get for the gladiator in your life, there's, that's the way to there's go. There's something for everybody, Or I those think. Crate and Barrel uh, Olivia Pope glasses. Wine, oh, those wine glasses. The wine glasses great, are great. Which are awesome mm -hmm. as well. And popcorn. Yeah. Never a bad idea. Never a bad idea. Thank you guys for following us on Twitter. Um, liking us on Facebook and catching up on the shows on ABC.com, otherwise known as Watch ABC, which is sort of similar. Um, <laughs> if you miss an episode of any of the shows, you have all of those fabulous outlets to be checking out over your holiday season. So do it. So do it. And there is nothing wrong with rewatching. Oh, God, no. I believe to have an accurate, informed, and intelligent conversation about many of our fine television programs. Going back and watching again, because mm -hmm. there's always something you missed, you guys. That's there's always very something, true. and it could come back when we're all back after the strangely named but also vaguely appropriate winter finale. <laughs> you, some stuff will come back, and you'll think, "I missed that. That's How right. did that happen?" You That's will be right. fully, fully versed. That's true. Which I think is super important. You can also rewatch the How to Get Away with Murder episodes in order on ABC on Thursday nights starting on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's amazing. Right? So for any of you guys who haven't been able to watch it, it's at 10 o'clock. I know I get sleepy. You know, it's it's tough. You have a gigantic opportunity now. That's a great idea. To catch Spread up in your leisure time. Exactly. Spread which I word. think will be great. 
And we're going to be returning in January uh, with new podcasts corresponding to the new TGIT episodes of the shows, which will be back. Yeah. Right around my birthday, right? End of January. Which is right around your birthday, which yeah. is another reason to celebrate January, you guys. <laughs> she was born. Hello. Hello. <laughs> super, super awesome. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays from Carrie and from me. And from all of us at Shondaland. Everybody at Shondaland, including Josephine Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Josie wishes you a very merry and a happy and a happy, happy, and we will be joining you again next year. Have a safe and warm and pleasant and wonderful rest of your year, and we'll be talking to you soon. This See is you Betsy next Beers. year. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>